Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Artist Date Show. My name is Pedro Bonato and I'm joined by... Jana Komarnitska. <laughs> and the idea of the show was originally inspired by Julia Cameron's book... Um, Artist the, Way. Yes, which suggested Artist Date, but we took it to a slightly different twist because we're in this currently unique situation also that we are traveling long term so we're exploring places different places from artistic point of view but also both as artists independently and having some artistic projects together we are also exploring uh, not only our own artistic lives but also journey together and trying to navigate it and we just decided that um just like we are trying to navigate not only practical part of how to live out of your art, but also like life questions that come up out of this lifestyle. The same way many of you may also experience it or going through some aspects of it. That's why we decided to share uh, with you. So where should we start? Well, first, just uh, so that people know that this idea from uh, Julia Cameron about the artist date it came from this book, right? The Artist Way, that she suggests as a practice for people that are trying to sometimes start or reboost, reboot their like artistic life. She suggests this idea of going on an artist date. But the idea is an artist date with yourself. So you take yourself to museums, shows, go do an art class of some sort, like you do all sorts of things. And it's supposed to be done like alone for yourself. But what we thought was like uh, both uh, I do a lot of projects on my own, Yana does a lot of projects on her own, and then we have a lot of projects together. And then we thought, oh, maybe this uh, conversations we're having basically every week about like this, what we're going to do, what kind of inspiration we have, we might share with you and hopefully get this double idea of the date with ourselves and in this case a couple that is also doing an artist date so that's sort of like the idea of the show yeah and to clarify it's not like a weekly meeting it's like we actually married so we live together so those meetings happen like 24 7 yes. <laughs> and we just decided like to share a part of it so i guess we can start with just briefly like talking what actually we are doing and then getting into the subject that we kind of wanted to discuss as our first introductory show <laughs> yeah and uh maybe also even before that just to say who we are right so that's what... exactly what i said oh, okay yeah. so <laughs> I, again, my name is Pedro Bonato. You can find me at Pedro Bonato with two T's on social media. And I am a photographer and I am a musician. I basically focus on Arabic drums and also Turkish, Persian, basically world music uh, things, but on percussion, basically. And I'm also a photographer. Then I focus on fine art and fashion, commercial photography. It's sort of like this mixed life of an art exploring music and visual arts. Not to mention a bunch of other interests in design, video, yeah. music, etc. But show. yeah, uh, for my story, like I'm a, a dancer, full-time dancer. I used to uh, work as a performer when we were based mainly in uh, Toronto, Canada, and working a lot with uh, communities, also Arabic community, Persian community, Turkish, basically from Middle East, from Near East, and even Asian uh, communities who were interested in uh, styles that I was performing, uh, ballet dance and folkloric styles of uh, uh, Near East. Near East, basically. As the... Uh, 
few years ago, we I transferred my activities more into the online space because before it was like a side things for me, like creating courses online, hosting podcasts for ballet dancers. Now that switched to a full time thing, so I am um, I consider myself as a almost like a blogger, content creator for dancers, including uh, classes interviews with uh, different uh, other belly dancers, professional dancers, which I share in the podcast, as well as teaching platform, which is Yana Dance Club, which is kind of became our project together, although I'm a teacher and like the main, like, I guess, uh, face of the, <laughs> of the platform, but creating and working on it, it, it became our one of the main uh, projects together for yeah, both of us. Yeah, and um, so that, like, I guess we should also mention that uh, we were not really sure what this show would be about. It had a lot of, like, thoughts, iterations, what it would be over time. And uh, we, what we come up with the idea is that I'm going to bring a topic, Jan is going to bring a topic, and we're going to talk a little bit also about this logistics, struggles, inspiration of the things we're working through. And for this first episode, we sort of had this idea of I was really interested in presenting what we're doing, as Jana mentioned, the, the uh, like this online platform that uh, we're sharing her teaching, and uh, also this thing that we started doing around traveling, or basically about two years ago, and uh, we decided to to bring these topics together because Jana was interested in this idea that I thought it was very cool and very appropriate for basically everyone these days, either if you're traveling or if you are like stuck at home, um, or if you're actually enjoying your, your home too, like rediscovering your uh, home experience. That Jan was interested in this idea of like a uh, very lovely idea of uh, the concept of home. Yeah. And I think we're gonna go through it. And so the idea is to bring you up to speed at what we are doing and so that you know sort of like where we're coming from and uh, bring this topic. So let's see what uh, happens. So basically, we came up with just general structure that from this concept of exploring artistic life and having artist date in many different senses of it, uh, Pedro will be bringing one topic, I will be bringing one topic. We didn't discuss in depth exactly, we just had outline of what we were talking about, but this show will be more about uh, this idea of long time traveling. Uh, in today's like modern world and the concept of home. So I think the topic that you wanted to discuss in terms of like long-term traveling, it will be logical beginning. For sure. Uh, in general, like the concept of long-term traveling as well as how did that happen to us? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think like not going to do like a big like introduction, live introduction of what you're doing, but I think it's interesting for people to know a little bit of like origin story that technically we're both travelers for a long time. Yanis originally from Ukraine, I'm originally from Brazil, and then we both moved to Toronto in Canada. I was like about 10 years ago, you were about eight or so. No, 10 years ago too. Ten, yeah, so me a little you bit earlier. earlier. Yeah, and then I went there to study, to work, and then we, we met there and we started working on projects together, we got married there, and um, it, it was very interesting that we were exploring this amazing city that is the home of so many people from all over the world. I think there is a statistic that says that Toronto has basically half of its population from somewhere else, which is quite fascinating. And uh, that way we're able to have, to be in contact with all these cultures from different places. And the places that at least were like speaking to us the most, like the Middle East, they were 
sort of like present in our everyday life. And at the same time, I actually had never been to any place in the Middle East to, expl to explore the culture like in its roots directly. So it was kind of interesting that in 2019, we decided to, way before the pandemic, we decided to go to be based in Kyiv in, uh, in Ukraine so that we could basically travel to a bunch of places and do like a lot of projects together. And we were able to go to Poland or to go around Ukraine and then the lockdown happened, right? Early last year. And so we we're basically in our home and we're working on online, already we we're working on online projects together anyway, which was very good. But then at some point in October, November, we decided with the restrictions for travel being um, lifted, we decided to do this little, let's say, experiment, which we've been doing since November now for like, what, yes. uh, nine months already, I guess, that we said, okay, let's give out our apartment in Kiev, because originally the idea was to have a small place that was very cheap to keep in terms of like rent and all that stuff and then travel around. But then with all the, let's say, economic possibilities for artists to travel and teach and do workshops and performances and do photography work and all that, it was basically impossible to do both things at the same time. And then I thought, okay, why would we keep a place if our intent is to actually travel, right? And then we said, okay, let's give it a try. And then we actually went to Brazil to to be with uh, my parents because they are speaking of home they had just left their house of 25 years uh in a in a in a town in the south of brazil that is very cold and my mother and my dad they wanted to go to like a beach place and then they were basically in front of the beach in this little, little small house and we went there to be with them after that we went to back to ukraine and then uh, went to egypt but to the sinai region so I must confess that I'm very sad that I'm the only person that went to Egypt and didn't see the pyramids yet. <laughs> I must also say that experience in Sharm el-Sheikh, it's Sharm el-Sheikh. I do not consider it as experience of like being in Egypt. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a different story. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a different vibe. And, uh, but we were able to go to a few places that we'll probably talk about at some point. And the one I wish to go back to, that is Dahab. That is this uh, place in the Sinai region that is absolutely fascinating, beautiful. And uh, but anyway, after that, we came back to, to Ukraine and then we went to this small, small, small town called Kreverik in um, like the middle of the country, I guess. Like uh, A little bit more south than yeah. Kiev. And it's like this industrial city. And then uh, I was working on some projects uh, of my own. Jana was working with a very great dancer there like to improve her skills and to like record some content and then now we're back here in kiev um getting ready to a new adventure little tomorrow <laughs> yes yes tomorrow we're gonna go to istanbul and we will be three months somewhere around turkey we don't know exactly where yet we just know we're gonna stay a week in istanbul and let those things um but let's see what happens yes and with this long-term travel uh one of the most common questions like we receive or i at least receive on social media is like oh how is it possible how you can make it happen etc and to be honest maybe a few years ago if someone would tell me i would also react like oh it sounds like a dream like you really need to earn money but we are both artists so <laughs> okay we are not like that bad but it's still like trying to live from the art which is difficult by definition and in fact, one of the things for long-term travels, what we discovered that 
uh, it's not that difficult. It sounds more scary and more difficult than it is. Of course, there are struggles, there are annoying things, but uh, I guess the key point, because I, I'm pretty sure like many of people who are watching right now also will have this reaction, oh, how, how to make it happen. But I guess the key point to make it happen is to make sure to transfer your work online. That's basically the key because after that, does it really matter from which city or which country you're working on from? I mean, of course, you'll need to pay attention to some technical things. Like if your work is connected to Skype, don't forget to get a VPN to go to certain countries because in certain countries, Skype is blocked. <laughs> so uh, all this, but overall, uh, excluding those little technical um, moments, as long as you're able to transfer online, you're fine. And this is not opportunity or possibility only for artists. For artists, it's almost by definition, it's possible. And now in current state, most of artists somehow got involved online uh, because physical activities, regardless of you traveling or not, they're still restricted and still very difficult right now. But even for like corporate jobs, uh, you know, many people who are able to, to make things happen. So it sounds more scary and more diff and more impossible than it actually is in reality. Uh, so just one suggestion, like never give up if you really have this dream. And the second key, what was for us is the fact that we basically were renting apartments before. And then at some point we decide, okay, but why, like, what's the difference will be to rent here or to have the same rent somewhere else. And as we were traveling, especially also like the countries we were visiting compared to Canada, we discovered, oh, it's actually, the living is cheaper in certain countries. So it's kind of like cheaper to go there, stay like two, three months, even with airline tickets, it still will be sometimes for certain countries cheaper than let's say being based in, in Canada, yeah. Toronto specifically. Yeah, yeah our experience. And, uh, uh, it was a little crazy felt experiment because in Canada we decided, okay, we're giving ourselves a couple years of this experiment to go and travel, but we didn't leave anything in Canada, like in terms of stuff. We sold, gave up, sent uh, to, to Ukraine. But in Ukraine, we came up and we start traveling uh, again here. We came up with a solution of like not keeping an apartment, but actually getting a locker. And uh, it was a very fun experience a few days ago to go to the locker and try to find some stuff. And then you open box, it's almost like a gift unpacking. Oh, I forgot I have this. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it was very interesting. Like I did that, I guess, uh, three, four times in my life that uh, you're accumulating a lot of stuff. You live in one city and then I moved to a different city and then you have to do all this process again. That was inside Brazil. And then when I moved to Toronto, it was also that thing of like seeing what's actually important for you in terms of possessions. And then uh, when we moved to, you, to, to Ukraine, we had to bring, send all these things to all our stuff to... Uh, to, to the country here and then putting as Yana said like on, on the locker was very like interesting to do this like okay this place will be the place where all our things uh, uh, stay and I also should mention that in terms of uh, traveling if you're in like this is not a travel show by any means this happens that for now we are doing this nomadic experiment and so we're going to be talking a lot about this it's a lot about like this artist's life, it may be that we decide to stick around for in, in places for a while. But in terms of being interested in this opportunity of actually 
going on extended world travel, or even if it's extend, like not being bound by a specific location, I recommend the two books that basically inspired me and I guess inspired Yana too. One is uh, an obvious one has been a bestseller since 2008, I guess. That is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, where he actually talks a lot about these conceptions of the things that bind us to specific locations, those chains that we choose to put on ourselves and how not, I won't say easy, but how possible it is to actually go on these adventures. And there's always trade-offs, of course. And uh, the other book that is very interesting that um, by Rolf Potts, I believe the name of the author is, is called Vagabondi. It's a fantastic book that uh, it's a very short book that actually he talks about this idea of like these experiments in long-term world travel. He talks a lot about, okay, which possessions are interesting, what kind of experiences you want to have, do you want to go and stay? It's this idea that both books actually talk about, that you go to a place and instead of trying to um, experience everything in like a week, 10 days or whatever you have, you move in to that place and let that place change you and help you because at some point, Travel was seen as a sort of education for the spirit, for the mind, and that's in a way sort of what we are searching for, this idea of, okay, we want to go to these places, not to do necessarily the touristic stuff, although that's also like always amazing if you look carefully enough. It's, it's so, no wonder that those places become the wonders that people flock to, to, to be at, but to make new friends, make new acquaintances, and do creative projects in those places. I think that's one of those things that will hopefully be unique in our experience, which is how we approach those places. And throughout these uh, episodes, you guys are going to have a, a, a peek into these kinds of uh, things. That's definitely, this show is not about traveling, but actually, if you look back, the idea and the reason why we decided to go for this travel, for this long-term travel right away with that idea, uh, original, like giving ourselves a couple years of like this experiment, it was because of artistic need, <laughs> I guess. Uh, it was not specific like project, oh, like we have this to do in that place, etc. back then, but it was more into search of something like... Uh, I don't know, some answers to some questions, because I remember I was at that moment, I was working full-time performer and it was working out very nicely. Like I literally had a full-time job being self-employed and as a solo artist, so I was partially in control of my like schedule or things like partially because I had some time commitments. Okay, you need to perform at this event <laughs> at that time. But I remember hitting the uh, this like, feeling of, I don't know what to say, plateau or how yeah, to express, mm -hmm. but it's like, okay, like what it kind of felt like it's again and again repeating the, not the day, but week after week after week, it's kind of the same, although it sounded back then like uh, at some point in the past, that lifestyle sounded like a dream, like, oh, I want to be a dancer. And then you reach there, you get there for a while, and then you kind of start feeling like that you're missing something. So uh, for me personally, it was kind of like artistic search for something, for new discoveries. And I remember back then, like having this idea, like I actually was also reading 
Julie Cameron's book, rereading at that point. And I was doing morning pages and journaling and I noticed how often the word travel appears again and again and again. And the morning journaling, according to Julia Cameron's uh, suggestion, is just a free flow. Like you decide like three, five, or four pages or you give some time yourself 15 or 20 minutes and you just write down whatever is on your mind as a first thing in the morning as a clear, like sort of like trying to filter and clear your mind and prepare yourself for day. And I remember again and again, like travel, travel, something about travel, travel, travel. And then Canada felt so far from... <laughs> at least from the places that I wanted to travel and we like we're discussing oh it would be cool to go to this place that's why we decided to give a chance to this experiment and kind of like relocate for a few years ourselves somewhere else in this case Ukraine just because of convenience it it felt like a good decision but even the idea of long-term travel it came from artistic search for us yeah and uh, at least then to me what was happening was that all those things that were interesting to me, like I had started in 2017 with, uh, with Jana, the, the Blue Dot Ensemble, which is a world music and dance group. And we were doing all, we we're basically building up the, the band, having like a number of shows and exploring, having guest musicians from all these cultures that exist in Toronto. And it was so interesting to see like, oh, sometimes you'll get like a Persian flavor, sometimes a Turkish flavor, sometimes a Greek, sometimes from all, or like Irish, you're having uh, some, some Balkan influences, you're having all these experiences. And the thing that I felt was like, okay, I'm having, I'm getting this little portal in contact with these cultures, even in my, not only for music, but in photography, that I was so much into trying to do this uh, ethnic fashion elements, doing these creations of like this combination of ancient history combined with like modern sensitive sensitivities, let's say, uh, in terms of photography. And it, I looked outside my window and I see this parking lot and the Starbucks. It was not the environment, even though I was able to do a lot of projects in Toronto and other places like around there, like recreating the scenes that I wanted to create. But at the same time, I felt, okay, I have to be in contact with the source of this inspiration that has been in my life for, I guess, 20 years since I first picked up a, a darbuka, which is a clay, uh, like a kind of drum that, uh, that I played in my main instrument when I was like 20. And then, okay, but, and I had contact with a lot of people that were from those regions that taught me, but I had never experienced that level of immersion in those places. And that's what is sort of like, and then also getting uh, married to Jan and then learning about uh, like Ukrainian, Russian, Balkan, like this Slavic culture that also appealed to me, which is why we came here. So then like in Toronto was also this like, okay, travel, travel. And I was thinking of the cost of living in Canada, which it can be like for standards around the world is actually very uh, high, like very, very expensive, although you make more money there. But it was like, okay, for what we're paying for a month's rent here in a very nice place, but like in a month's rent, it's basically two or three or sometimes four months of rent in other places around the world. And then we were thinking, okay, there's nothing holding us back here aside, okay, money making things. And then but we started doing this uh, online um teaching uh, platforms, started building those kinds of things, which eventually allowed us to, okay, we're making enough money to be able to afford creating content and learning and basically sharing that with uh, people um, in travel. So that's when we basically decided at some point 
let's leave all our projects in Toronto on hold and go on this uh, extended travel uh, adventure and then pandemic hit and then it was like nine months inside a house right but but that's happened to to everyone we're very fortunate that we all like survived and had like our health with us and um anyway so i think we should get a little bit into the this topic that you mentioned of uh home concept of home yeah that definitely this long-term travel for me personally made me rethink a lot because i am a person who is um, not very much in love with uncertainty (laughs) (laughs) and i remember in canada we were for many years in beautiful house actually apartment but it was a loft house and it felt so cool but we had other uncertainties around some like oh stay you know staying like some practical things and it always was pressing on me like oh like you never know what's in the two three months and now we're in situation that we literally have a place to stay for the next week and that's it. And right now I'm pretty okay with it, <laughs> which which really surprised me. But it's the, like in this, even to take like last year, we switched, uh, I don't know how many, like almost like 10 different apartments, I would say, considering like a short stays, like even right now, month in Kiev, this is second away apartment we are in because sometimes you book, you cannot extend, but you want to stay long in the city. Sometimes other things happen. So uh, this long-term travel really pushed to rethink what is home. Is it walls? Is it literally like the building, the apartment? Is it family? Is it like people around? Or... Is it something else? Is it your stuff? Or is it something inside you even? Uh, and I remember literally a couple of days ago, yesterday actually, I was recording an interview for the podcast that I mentioned. And it's funny how the same topic came up and artist was talking, guest artist was talking about finding home inside your body. So what is really uh, home in this sense? Yeah, so to me, it was very... The idea of this idea that you mentioned, like, okay, what are we going to talk about? Because there's so many things we could be uh, discussing. But this idea of home, I thought, like, okay, it really, forgive the pun, hit home, ha. Huh? Uh, but it was, the, the cool thing, at least to me, about this idea is that to me, I have always been, at the same time that I love traveling, and I've been, like, I lived in, like, many different places. Even when I was growing up, we were basically moving from house to house. And it was always this adventure of trying to find like oh this new place and uh, we're going to like basically make this house your own and uh, at the same time i always had this uh, thing because i left basically the city where i grew up kurichiba when i was 25 24 25 and went to another city to to brasilia and to me my parents house were always like i always called it okay this is home this is like a lot of beautiful memories and all those things but, and I always felt that I, but at the same time, I never had a home, let's say, and, and even home, I even think in terms of like country or like city, I, I always had this idea, I guess, not by chance, the name of our band is the, the Blue Dot Ensemble, inspired by Carl Sagan's The Pale Blue Dot, which is this image of the earth seen from really, really, really far away, where it just becomes this, uh, as he says, quote, like a, a moat of dust 
suspended in a sunbeam. And I always thought like everything that we ever done has been in this little dot. And I thought, okay, why can't we have this decentralized home? Why can't we just go around in places if we can, if we're able to do it and if we want to do it, why can't we just, let's say, make a place our home? And uh, one of the things, the first thing that I thought when you mentioned this idea is that just like when you are, let's say, for whatever reason, you consider yourself stuck in one place, as we were in, in Toronto, and then later as we were in, in Kiev with the, with the lockdown, it was like, a, like outside enforcement in that way. But one of the things that I was thinking was, okay, home is something, this crave for travel, right? It comes when it's like you're seeking something that you can't have. It has this relationship of, or at least something that you think it's out there, that it's outside. And the, what I'm feeling now is like with you, like I never had a problem with uncertainty. I actually crave it and I enjoy it. That's maybe how we... That's why we're married. <laughs> yeah, like I always enjoyed the uncertainty. I actually do not... I fight against routine to my own detriment. I actually do not like uh, uh, routine, even when it's like a good thing. And I also... Uh, there is a little bit of this fear of missing out when you're not traveling. There is always this like bad element to it. But at the same time, I always enjoyed being at, at home. Like um, it was one of those things that I enjoyed, but I always enjoyed it if I can have a lot of people coming and have like our home became literally our workplace. It's our studio. We had this big room where we would like bring musicians, do photo shoots, do classes. It was in Canada, like, back in, in Canada. In Canada, yes. And then, um, so to me, the idea of home is already a place where you travel in a way when you see mm. home as someone else that comes in and brings the gift of their company for those like brief moments. So to me, that was that. And then certain things that I have always did, uh, always did when I was traveling was, okay, the first things to pack when you're moving to a new place. To some people, it is a fridge, maybe today internet, able to, to order a pizza, you moved, right? To me, I always wanted some artwork, certain things that I collected along the years, like drawings, paintings, photographs, little mementos that I want to put on the wall and make this house my own. It has always been something that if I haven't brought these things, it's not my place yet. And I thought that um, one of the things that we've been doing, as Yana mentioned, like, I don't know, like, how many, like 10 times that we moved over the last uh, eight months, nine months. And one of the things that I think it was a recurring thing is like, we can bring a little thing. There's nothing that prevents you from bringing um, certain things from your own like original home and bring to a different place. Except and weight limits on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that has always been an issue, especially when you have dancer slash blogger slash model Not and only. a photographer and a musician that has heavy equipment that has always been a little bit of an issue and on top of that you're traveling for two three months sometimes with change of seasons right yes. so yeah yeah so but like this idea of, of home at least to, to me one of the things that i noticed as janos mentioned we have all our stuff in this locker here in um in uh in kiev and when you go in you think oh is this all we have like and 
it seems so small, so little things. Like we don't have like furniture, say. We don't, then, we have a lot of things somehow. <laughs> and then when you go, it's like this infinite mess of a lot of things saved. So it has this, uh, in, in the, as Yana was mentioning, we were like getting some stuff for this next step of our, of our adventures together, like in this trip. And you go in, it's like you're opening this, uh, like almost like a time capsule of this things. It's like opening gifts. And you're seeing like it, you're presenting yourself back to that thing. And I think one of the things that make both travel and coming back to whatever you call like uh, like home, roots and all that, is this idea of being unfamiliar with the familiar, if that makes sense. Sort of like, okay, I've seen this thing since I was 12. I have this you know, drawing, painting, this thing that has been on the wall. But over time, it sort of becomes a little bit invisible because it's always been there. And when you take it out and when you look at it again in a different context, it brings all these different memories, uh, emotions, and in my case, this hopes for the future because all these things that survived in this, uh, in this locker, they're basically this, this uh, treasure chest mm -hmm. of things that are these representations of our lives, the things that we would like to eventually go back to. So I think a home is in a way whatever it is be like inside your body or inside like a specific space or a specific country or a specific like whatever it can be something that what do you want to go back to instead of in travel to go towards so there is a little bit of that dichotomy to me yeah to me it's uh, quite uh, different and opposite because for me uh, once i moved to canada basically 10 years ago, 2011, I stopped associating my parents' house with home and I always had that craving for my own spot, my own home. And I remember when I rented first apartment, it was university residency apartment, not residency residence, but actual apartment. That to me felt like home. When we moved together to our apartment in Canada and we stayed there like five years, that was very much home. When we came to Kiev, we first originally actually rented for a year, small apartment. It felt home. And until that point, for me, the definition of home was like, okay, if I'm here for a while, like for a year, this is my home now. But if we are going somewhere, uh, we had the short trip to like Odessa back then, and we were for a week in apartment. Oh, this is just rented apartment. Or oh, this is just a hotel if I'm going for a short trip. And after we let's say, gave up on a regular apartment and put all stuff in the locker, right now, for me, I realized that home is a decision. Mm. And even the contrast we've spent, uh, uh, it's literally a decision which depends on your mood, on your... Or actually decision, just decision, that's enough in this question. Because I remember in Brazil, we were renting actually like apartment. Yes, we were with your relatives, but we were renting a small house, which was very basic and very clear, but it felt so nice. I don't know, it just felt nice. And I realized for me, because I was able to take a decision, okay, this is our house. I had some routines that I was doing, so it was not even about stuff. It's just like, oh, I have this little spot outdoor that I can go in the morning and practice. And it was house. Then in Egypt, we were living in a hotel. We got a very good deal, but it still felt nice. Like, oh, this room is our home right now. It's our, like, for a month, our location. 
then we went to Krivirik. We got a very cool place, actual apartment, and we stayed there for almost three months, which really felt like nice and cozy. In Kiev, the first apartment when we went, when I first opened the door and entered, I was like, oh no, I was so disappointed. It was, in my opinion, the worst Airbnbs we ever rented. And I remember having a decision like, okay, no, we just need to fix, like, clean the kitchen, fix here, fix there. And in a few days, it became more cozy. Like, although it still had, like, all this, like, ripped wallpaper <laughs> and all that not nice stuff, but it still was, like, nice. And now here, in this apartment that we are recording, we are literally coming here for the last three days of staying in Kiev, and it feels like home. So it's not anymore about duration, of how long you stay in the place for me. It's more like decision. We even like when we first time enter new apartments, like, oh, welcome to your new home for the next week or for the next like three months or like whatever it is. So I think it's more bringing your life into the space in terms of your routines. Uh, and routines, I'm saying something like nice. For me, like for instance, putting uh, my like creams and stuff on the washroom that makes my like little space or in terms of stuff like before we were taking our lamp like in Egypt we got very cool lamp which in Krivirik we had a luxury of not worrying about weights and how many bags really like because we are traveling on train and in Ukraine like it's very loose here like so we were able to bring too much stuff what we supposed to. but at the same time we brought our like little lamp uh now going to turkey we have very limited uh, luggage allowance so we're not taking lamp but we're taking our like uh, shower notebook like a sticker by the way very cool gift option <laughs> for someone but it's like a little thing and I remember before then we first moved in Kiev, I felt home in your apartment and I put magnets, our magnets on the fridge. <laughs> it's like, okay, we are home. It's still messy. It's still all in boxes and bags, but we are home. And now it became like small and smaller things that is already enough. Oh, I, I don't know, put my cream, open my computer, I'm home. Yeah, one of the things that I noticed when we were in Krivirik, this uh, small town uh, here uh, in Ukraine that we were staying, and um, I didn't think I would be so peaceful and um, exploring certain like more internal things that if you're interested in, there's like some blog posts on my on my website about that experience of allowing yourself to start again and to think of like to have this enthusiasm back to creating. And I found that in Krivirik, and that's one of those things that I, when we were about to go like uh, away from that house, it was one of those that, okay, I will miss this place. I would love to come back here again, not as a home, but as a, oh, let me remember here, because I had this very interesting, deep, nice, slow transformation. And one of the things that I noticed there is also this idea of home is this, like where your mindset is and you can be happy anywhere that's one of those things that i was noticing there i didn't think that i would live in that small town forever or anything of course i would miss a lot of things that for example are unmatched that you have in toronto for example or other like small or big cities like like heave but i felt home there i was okay i was like for that moment in life was 
what I needed. And I think that also has this idea that we sometimes home we think is a permanent thing, right? That it's like, oh, this is my home. This is where I'll stay. This is where I'll die. This is where like I will build things. And you can see that those things growing and in, in a very deep way I had it when I was growing up. Like that we see like in my parents or like, original quote-unquote house, this big house, it was where basically three generations of my family lived and that was uh, very deep and meaningful and very interesting, especially I noticed when they moved out of that house, I thought, oh, whenever I have a kid, I will not be able to show that specific house to, to, to him or her. It will be sort of like, I'll have to tell, that's something that Yana mentioned to me, like when I was like all sort of down because of that. She was saying, oh, you will be able to tell about this magical place. And it's like, it's a house that lives inside you. And I think that's a very um, deep, I don't know, maybe obvious for some people, but to me it was like a realization. You can be like happy anywhere. And it's something that reminded me of... Um, Paulo Coelho, the, the, the alchemist, he has something about that, that he was talking about that everything you need in life and everything, like everything in the world is sort of like anywhere you are, you will you can see the whole world. It's so sort of like, I'm butchering the idea, but the, the idea is sort of like that we have this crave of traveling to see something different when that something different was there all along. But sometimes you need that travel to make the invisible visible to you. So that's sort of like this relationship of uh, home and uh, and travel to me is at the moment i think also carrying home inside uh, like carrying home with you wherever you are it's also very freeing uh from many points of view from practical and like psychological because even on our travel trip uh, we don't have it really planned planned and even our experience with Krivirig, we just were planning to go there for a month and like uh, do it. And then we ended up almost three months staying there. So not even having pre-planned. And this is something like in a relationship with uncertainty. Because uh, for me, definitely changed this experience because of many reasons. But if it was more like certain, oh, let's plan a year, like two months here, then two months here, two months there. Like, let's book all tickets, all apartments, which may give a better deal in terms of money, but then you're sometimes missing out because you come to the place and then you really feel like it fills me with something, it gives me something, and then you want to stay there longer. And this the concept, the idea that you mentioned, like letting place change you, but change can happen quickly or sometimes it needs some, some longer time and then... Uh, if you already have, like, you know, decided uh, everything in advance, let's say, uh, oh, I need to move there, I need to move there because of this scarcity of certainty, which to me, this fear of uncertainty and the concept of home, somehow they're connected so much <laughs> in my mind. That's why it, it may sound like two different thoughts, like why I'm bringing it together. But for me, it's they're very, very go side by side. So, mm -hmm. like, having this caring home this within and with you also allows you to really fully experience what you need to experience in this this particular time and uh also what i noticed with time both you and me we start now talking oh at some point actually having a spot actually having a base which was not the case before like two years ago we didn't even consider like you know actually having 
know, some property, etc. Oh, why not to rent, being here, being there? But now it kind of like you look, especially in those things in the locker, which is basically the treasures of memories from the strips. And sometimes you have this each, oh, I, I just wanted to, to be out, not in the box, out. And then uh, just realizing that, okay, at some point, potentially, possibly it will happen. But being okay maybe with also changing your approach and changing your um, needs mm -hmm. with time. Yeah, I think also it's a, it's a realization, like uh, as I was mentioning, like whenever you are, let's say, stuck in a place where you, let's say you're in this routine of, oh, I, can, I, will, I dream I could travel. There's a whole, let's say, uh, industry of um, trying to get you to, to go travel in all sorts of ways. It's one of the biggest industries in the world, right? And... Uh, at the same time, so that's what you seek. And when you are in our situation that we are like traveling for so long, we don't have that element of, uh, of like of a house that is yours and you go back to, we sort of crave that, right? So that we have like, starting. oh, it's going to be so cool. <laughs> yeah, we're starting to crave, yeah. And, we'll see. Yeah, and uh, it's one of those things that uh, I think what you said about like the idea of home and certainty, it's completely related. It's basically the, the very idea of it. And uh, even one of the things that just by chance, a friend of mine uh, that lives in St. Petersburg, she was saying that her home, her apartment literally got burned, like uh, parts of her room, like literally like a couple days ago. And uh, she was like taking, I don't know, like her, I'm not going to get into the, the specific details, but she was like, oh, she had to grab her cats, her husband, and just go out of the house. Hopefully everything's okay and all that. But I was thinking that that's when the uncertainty comes into your home. And I think for a lot of people, let's say, oh, you lose a job and you have this mortgage in the, in the, in the house. And so like a lot of the, let's say, the maintenance of a home as a spot has to do a lot of your, like the fear of uncertainty and also the trying to maintain this order. So it has to do a lot of this relationship between chaos and order and something that needs to come out and uh, so that you can express yourself. And so I think this finally my idea of like home is sort of like it is something that is not even though home has this idea of being a something that exists let's say in a forever moment even if it's a fleeting one but it is something that will change over time i imagine one of the things that i keep envisioning is uh, i see these images of um, in morocco they have these things called riyans that it's basically this beautiful now there are hotels, but it's like they have these rooms around the courtyard in the center that has like this sea view. And sometimes they have this um, uh, like this swimming pool, this indoor swimming pool that I think is so amazing. And all these beautiful patterns that they do in Morocco to make so intricate and at the same time not visually polluted. It's like this thing that, oh, if I would love to have a home that was that kind of a thing. And also that we could receive people and create our our projects together and um, basically have a place that we can like have as a route that you like have all these connections with other places which i think will come eventually but i could never really have the urge to have that if i haven't gone to actually going and and uh, traveling well that's the idea of letting place and experience change you uh, especially if you, it's very different experience going on long term, continuing working rather than going as a tourist on vacations. Even if you get vacations for a month, let's say, but you're still experiencing place as a tourist. Like in our case, 
and other people also who do, do the same like lifestyle let's say currently uh you experience place also from living point of view from working point of view even us like creating content uh this is first time for this upcoming trip that we are preparing a lot of really preparing a lot of content in advance just to make sure but before that it was more like still trying to figure out like oh where to find a dance studio and then you figure out what kind of dance studios they have in Praia Grande of Brazil <laughs> like in the city or like recording outdoor and then you discover oh you cannot just show up at the beach at whatever time because some seasons there will be all everything green whatever grasses and plants very ugly uh, on the background or at some point you can show up at the beach very cool spot but at this time the water came up yeah. <laughs> so there is no beach and uh, dealing with people uh trying to figure out like your work things there too on spot it gives different perspective and also having long term it's what i think the main also another thing is um absence of rashness mm. that you can just enjoy like you're okay sometimes to take one day just to stick around at your current home, whatever it is, to like work on computer and you're not worried, oh, but I will not have time to go and visit like that museum or that. Like it's not packed. You let experience sink in you and enjoy and do some transformation inside you. Yeah, I think we should also mention, uh, like, just as a, like, because people may, like, may be wondering, like, what, what exactly are we doing? So, like, <laughs> I think it would be cool just for, uh, like, as this next, uh, like, moment. Um, well, we're basically renting, um, like, mainly on Airbnb, but sometimes we look into uh, places outside, right? But we're basically looking like at uh, Airbnb apartments. Airbnb is this like big company where you can list your house, where you can list a room. It has all sorts of uh, accommodations that are possible and they are remarkably cheaper and better than hotels. Like yeah. at least on my experience, unless you really like the luxury lifestyle of, I don't know, like a like five-star hotel that you need to be in a resort. If you enjoy that kind of stuff, cool. To me, it was always like the appeal and what actually made possible was this idea, okay, if you're going to stay just, what, three, four, five, six, seven, ten days, people know you're in a rush so they can put a premium on the price of staying on the place. Whereas, and before, before Airbnb and companies like that, it was very difficult to rent, let's say, for a month. You would have to rent for at least three, four, five, six months, or it's usually a year, right, to be on that specific place. And then what we, we discovered is that you could have sometimes like 30, 40% off of the price. So let's say if a place costs, let's say, a thousand bucks a month, uh, like US dollars, for example, to stay, it, you could have it for a month for like 600 or even less sometimes like three four hundred dollars for that place with uh, with all the amenities not having to worry about installing internet and having like dishes having like uh, all the let's say home equipment that usually you do not have on the hotel which already make it so much more like okay you can go to the grocery you can buy things you can cook at home that already makes it a completely different uh, experience and it is fairly easy to do if you can do it for like a month. Sometimes if you have two weeks, you can have already some sort of um, 
uh, like discounts on that. So that's how we were able to do this. We we're not like incredibly rich or anything. We we're just trying to get by as artists. And we decided to like give up this staying at one place and having that fixed uh, price. And then basically we transformed that, that budget that you would have for rental in one place to multiple places. And then sometimes they will be cheaper or more expensive. It will depend. And that's sort of what we're doing. And then also what Yana was mentioning in terms of our online uh, presence, besides um, uh, like a clothing store with some designs of ours called Mind the Dancer that we created, the main um, like thing that we're creating right now that we're investing in with both like my working as a photographer, videographer, and as a drummer, but mainly to showcase Yana's um, uh, training in uh, dance, like in belly dance and in, in the folk Folklore, where we have this cool, like that's one of the things that happened with train of going and traveling. We're able to record uh, like this beautiful, like in beautiful locations around like the places where we lived in Brazil, in Egypt, here in Ukraine. Like uh, have all these beautiful places where we basically are taking you with the journey, so you can practice with uh, with with Yana. And uh, at least to me, the the drive to create this project we'll probably talk about more at length later. But it was like. People can go in, they sign up, they pay like a monthly um, subscription membership, and then they have access to this uh, hundreds of hours of content that we're creating over time. So the cool thing is that over the years, we have this growing library of um, beautiful like, choreographies and training and tips and uh, this community that is being built like around music, dance, uh, and uh, like percussion, and all these like things about life, and that's what we are doing on the on the Yana Dance Club, and then having a certain number of members that we already have that allow us to share like Yana's knowledge and uh, like my skills and uh, dance in these beautiful places together. And I'm very also excited about upcoming uh, trip and content because of course in Turkey. Uh, uh, we will be exploring country from dance and music perspective too, definitely meeting with artists, uh, uh, taking classes for me, and of course, hopefully, uh, well, I'm pretty sure also recording and creating content uh, for, for the club, so whoever is watching <laughs> from the members, you already have a hint that probably something Turkish style <laughs> related will come up in the future, but I'm also leaving it a little bit more open uh, to see what exactly the trip will uh, bring, because that's kind of the magic of moment, and that's one of the best uh, experiences, rather than trying to uh, you know, there is a saying that you always receive what you want, you just don't receive it often the way you want or in the form that you want. So right now trying to be like open-minded and having some ideas and things that I would love to research in Turkey, but also like letting it like, let's see what actually will happen. Yeah, it's, uh, that reminds me of a Joseph Campbell quote that it's uh, what you seek is also seeking you. I think I think it's actually from like some sort of mythological thing, but I remember him talking about it. And I think that's sort of like when you leave it more open to what's gonna happen, you will allow that intuition to work. And I think we can like uh, go to this closing section about what we're up to next. Okay, so what's next? <laughs> next is bags and the airport. <laughs> Literally less than 24 hours. Half a day left today to finish everything that needs to be finished. Pack bags and tomorrow airport and Turkey. Turkey for almost three months with for now uh, undecided full route. Just having a couple of ideas where I would like 
we would like to go. But for now, just knowing that at least for a week we'll be in Istanbul, sending messages to people, trying to connect uh, whoever we know there among our friends, uh, uh, and then basically to see what will happen and also brainstorming some ideas of what exactly... Uh, in terms of tactical things we would like to do because we have the con concept in general like okay exploring uh, country from dance and music point of view like learning uh, creating content but like okay now it's like okay what exactly and to be honest for me I didn't really have a time to really really stop and think because at some point we realized oh with the route and cities that we more or less would like to go first we cannot rely that we for sure will have a place to create content. And for Yandan's Club, we have to publish uh, weekly new videos for training. And usually it's not a problem, but right now it's like we will and we, we know that we will have places to record, but can we really rely that it will be right from the first week and regularly and we'll have a normal internet connection that's the Tactical, technic, uh, technical things that I was mentioned <laughs> before in terms of switching your work online. You also need to think of that. So this last 10 days or week was just a non-stop marathon of yeah. trying to create just to have. And then so that in Turkey, it will be more chill and relaxed experience without pressure. Oh, I have to find a dance studio to record tomorrow. So the day after we publish it, it's more like, okay, relax. So really letting real experience to happen and real magic to happen. Yeah, and um, so we have this, always this, uh, let's say, technical things that whenever, you, whenever you're traveling, like, and you're working remotely, there's, a, a, whichever situation you're in, you'll have different um, challenges. In our case is that we're creating content on the go. It's not like we have a library of a year of content and then you just chill. There's a lot of like promotion, a lot, lot of work. It's a 24 hour job when you are self-employed. Um, and um, in this case, what we decided to do was to, okay, for this three months that we don't know exactly what we're going to be doing, we want to have already planned out like a, a training schedule and uh, all the content already on the website, ready to be released on the specific times. And since Yana does a lot of um, like back and forth with the students, it's something that we will of course be creating content throughout our stay there. Plus all these other projects that will be um, coming up in a way. So it's like things around, as Yana said, around dance and music of the place. And to me also to discover rediscover in a way my love for uh, creating photography in terms of ethnic fashion and also in this ancient places which i'm very um, akin to and also this idea of like this deep relationship with deep history to this like really ancient places which is one of the reasons why i am so in love with going to turkey to istanbul and to Anatolia, to like to all these other places. And one of the places I'll just mention here in case it happens, uh, there is one place that has been on my beacon since, I don't know, 2015 when I discovered it called Gobekli Tepe. That is one of the oldest archaeological sites, the oldest archaeological site in the world that most people don't know about. That is about 12,000 years old, this place that was literally buried. And it's things that have this uh, megalithic um, 
structures like 7,000 years older than uh, Stonehenge, for example, that was discovered by a German archaeologist in Schmidt, I think is his name, 1992 or 94. It's a UNESCO heritage site, it's beautiful, but because it's so close to the border of Syria, there are some, um, like, uh, I don't know if it's open for tourism over there, and um, so there's some security issues related to that, but I'm so dying to go to that place. <laughs> we want to go, but mainly, like, when you go to, especially, for example, Istanbul, the thing that is, at least, let's say, my image right now is uh, on that book by Bethany Hughes that I'm re-listening about Istanbul, A Tale of Three Cities, that it has been, uh, people have lived there for thousands of years, so there are so many cultures that are interconnected. It was a port city connecting the East and the West. There is all these things, and we happen to have, like, a lot of friends that... Uh, either are from there or they found their home there at least for part of the year and so they're living there and they want to connect with them and uh, for me it's also uh, a quest for the original clay drum with the fish skin <laughs> of the, the of the darbuka the tabla that, that, that i play something i don't have um so there is all this let's say uh, elements of interviewing musicians and dancers from that place creating content with them creating the this and sharing this experience with you, which is what I am excited about. But also, I know that if I start planning too much, I'll put so much pressure on myself and procrastination will come in. So I'm, I'm trying for the first time to let it like happen as it happened and, and as inspiration comes. So I'm very excited about it. Uh, do you want to add anything else? Well, uh, life will plan for us, I guess. Right. <laughs> but this is first time for me being so like, you know, just... Just let's see what happens, which is not typical for me. Usually I will overplan. Uh, but yes, very excited to see and uh, very excited that we decided to start this project, Artist Data. Uh, I kind of feel it's a good time and spot. We kept thinking about this many, many months before, but it was... Uh, Never a good time to start. Yeah, and now it is. And very excited to... Not only share our upcoming journey to Turkey, but also our artistic explorations and literally artist dates. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one was more about introduction of what is actually happening. And I'm looking forward to seeing what will be next week on yeah. our minds to share. And if you have any questions that you would like to ask, uh, first of all, we would like to know like if you watched... Uh, uh, if you're by any chance artist or maybe you have artistic calling on the side, maybe not your work, our art is not your work, but uh, share in comments uh, to this video would be very cool to see what's our community for this uh, show is. And of course, if you have any questions that you would like to ask us or something caught your mind and you would like to ask to um discuss and explain more what what was that about or how we do it or anything else uh, feel free to ask we'll leave a link for questions in the description to this uh, video so don't be shy to drop us a question and we hope you enjoyed uh, 
watching, listening. <laughs> yeah, and Yana uh, is too shy to mention, but it, we're, we talked a lot about this uh, platform that we created, the Yana Dance Club. So if you want to join Yana on dancing, and if you want to, sometimes I, I play drums for the classes too, and I break down songs. It's a very cool like platform that we're very proud of. It's called yanadanceclub.com. You can go there, you can sign up for a free trial for a week and check it out, have access to all the content that is there. It's hundreds of hours. If you're a beginner or if you are super advanced, you will get a chance to um, do this 20-minute drills. There's over a hundred of them. And these drills, like Yana goes through a lot of uh, like technique that you do in your body. So it's like as if you're doing homework, but you make it fun. And uh, you have, if you're a complete beginner, or if you're curious about exploring these things, like uh, you can you can go there and uh, sign up and support our work and have some fun dancing with uh, Yana around the world. And uh, if you'd like, yeah, so link would be in the description to be yanadance.com slash artistate. Let's hope we can create that before we release this. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, so with that, we thank you for being with us. Please leave um, a comment, like, subscribe to the channel, um, and uh, let us know what you think. We're still exploring what this will be. So we're very excited to be uh, with you. We're so excited that you watched so far. And uh, with that, this has been The Artist Date. And, and we will see you next week.